Philadelphia-based Comcast, the largest cable company in the U.S., has made a bid to merge its operations with NBC Universal, home to the NBC Television Network, Universal Studios, and popular cable channels including Bravo, USA, CNBC, and MSNBC. If the deal goes through, it would create a programming giant, allowing Comcast to produce and distribute content throughout its cable networks and on websites such as Hulu, which is partially owned by NBC Universal. Steve Ennin, managing director of the Wharton Interactive Media Initiative, first spoke with Wharton marketing professor Pete Fader, then Ken Shropshire, professor of legal studies and business ethics, about what the deal could mean for content distribution and for consumers. Hi, this is Steve Ennin, the Managing Director of the Wharton Interactive Media Initiative. I am here with Professor Peter S. Fader, who is the Co-Director of the Wharton Interactive Media Initiative. We're talking today about something that's got uh, certainly Philadelphia, if not the entire nation, buzzing, the, the talk of the uh, possible Comcast-NBC Universal Union, and in a broader context, what that means for, for content distribution. Uh, hello, Pete. Welcome. Great to be talking to you, Steve. Uh, this, is, uh, this has a lot of people scratching their heads. Can you give us an outline sort of of, of uh, what's at play here? Well, it's interesting when you have two big, visible, but fairly different kinds of companies uh, talking about coming together like this. There's been a lot of talk about uh, Comcast looking to acquire somebody, uh, almost all that talk was about which other cable operator would they gobble up. Very little talk about them uh, doing something a little bit bolder like this. And that makes it a whole lot more uh, interesting. And it also has a different play on what we think of a regular acquisition. We're talking about distribution, and we're talking about a content uh, company, an NBC Universal. How does that uh, how does that play out for a Comcast? Can you see the benefits in some uh, situation like that? Well, first, it's, it's useful to take a step back. As some folks might remember, it's not the first time that Comcast has tried to dip its toes in, in the content creation waters. A few years ago, when they tried to, to buy Disney, uh, and at that time, the Comcast seemed a bit more like an upstart. Like, who are they to be trying to acquire a firm like Disney? It's interesting now that they're seen as relatively equals uh, w- within NBC. It shows something about how Comcast has, has moved up in the food chain. And that reflects both Comcast as a company, as well as the increasing power, visibility, and respect for a distribution-oriented media company. So I think the, the, the equations have changed quite a bit. And now it looks like Comcast will likely pull this off. And again, that speaks volumes about the, the distribution versus content trade-offs that people have spoken about for a long time. It's part of a bigger sea change, though, isn't it? Uh, the idea that distribution companies need content companies and, and sort of vice versa. We've seen hints of this in, in some of the Google Vivendi uh, conversations in the past. Is this a harbinger of things to come? Is this the next evolution of, uh, of content? I don't think it's a harbinger. I think it is the way things are. I think that this interplay between content creators and the distribution companies, that is the new reality. And again, there's a power shift taking place, more and more indications that it is the distributors who are holding the cards more, not to diminish in any way the, the content of, of a great firm uh, like an NBC, but, but just the, the ability to have that direct contact with the user uh, is, is unlike anything that we've seen before in the media business. 
It's certainly going to change pricing models, though. The idea that uh, uh, cable is often a subscriber-based and, and broadcast relies much on the advertising revenue. Uh, how do you see the business model shifting? Well, it's great to see that there'll be a variety of business models emerging. And too many people see Comcast as just a cable company, but they really are much more than that. Uh, a part of it is that they have been creating content uh, on their own. Part of it would be some of the portfolio companies that they own. So a lot of people are very surprised when they learn that uh, – familiar names like Plaxo and Fandango and, and, and others are, are owned by Comcast. So it's not like Comcast is completely new to this business. Of course, NBC is a much, much bigger player than, than any of the other content-oriented firms they've already uh, acquired. But Comcast has been building towards this. Uh, the only question is, is whether they have enough of an organizational infrastructure to take something like this on uh, and really find, dare I say, synergies out of it. In the bigger picture, taking off on that, that synergies comment, the bigger picture is really, um, since things are here uh, now with this type of union, what does that say about other distribution um, operations? What does that say about other content companies? Is it the, something they have to do to compete? I think it is becoming a necessity for the content creators to be uh, more of a distribution player. I think that that's basically what caused the demise of the music industry is when they had a, a, a very uh, interesting and novel distribution mechanism, referring to Napster, available, and they basically squashed it. Uh, and, and, and they're the losers in, in that battle. Uh, so I, I think it is essential for these firms not only to be proactive in, in making deals and being creative about finding new distribution channels, but, but really, really having an active role uh, in, in the distribution in a way that they really never had thought about before. In fact, uh, in the old days, it was downright illegal uh, to have some of the distribution and content matchups that we see today. If you think about movie theaters in, in, in the middle of the 20th century, where, had to, where the studios couldn't own theaters. So today, we're, we're well beyond that. Uh, but at the same time, we ain't seen nothing yet. I think there's going to be many more of these content distribution combinations. Some will work, some won't. Back to the question of business models, whether we're going to have a la carte or subscription or ad-supported, I think these kinds of combinations are going to make it possible to try out some business models, including ones that we haven't thought of yet. And it's nice to see that the winners and losers will be determined more by market forces, that is to say consumers choosing, uh, as opposed to regulation or just uh, sheer size of, of, of particular firms. Well, what about the consumer? I mean, does this affect choice? Does this affect the, uh, the options available for the consumer? And does it affect the, the price points in which the consumer interacts with these content creators? Broadcast TV is free. We can turn on and watch the Olympics. Uh, through a cable provider, it's a different story. I think it affects the consumer very, very little. Uh, and I think it, it goes back to NBC's uh, current owner. Like, does anyone know? Does anyone care that, that NBC is, is owned by GE? Uh, is, does that mean anything? Not really. I think GE was wise to let NBC create content, uh, continue to build their brand, get involved in other deals such as Hulu, uh, and I think Comcast would, would do the same thing. So from the consumer standpoint, no big deal. Now, there could be other arrangements arising. So while we, I mentioned Hulu, there's also TV Everywhere, uh, an interesting arrangement that, that Comcast has been working on with, uh, with, with uh, a, a Time Warner Cable and a bunch of others to try to make broad TV content available to cable subscribers. This will certainly help them in that regard. Will that mean higher prices for the consumer? Maybe, but not necessarily because of monopoly power. It would be because there's more content available. 
So, uh, so it, I, I don't see this as a case of the consumer being squeezed. It might be the case of consumer being delighted with more content being available through more points of distribution. And some of those points of distribution include the internet. And we've got you look at properties, as you mentioned, like Plaxo, and then more uh, relevant to this conversation. Hulu, and and what does that do to the model of uh, of content distribution networks, the streaming capacity of content over the internet? Well, you shouldn't use the singular word model because there's so many models that are already in place and many more that are arising. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Hulu. I, I like not only as a consumer uh, using it, but some of the very innovative things they've been trying. A lot of interesting experiments with pre-roll ads and and so on. Uh, an interesting alternative to YouTube. And I think there, there's many other players out there. I mentioned TV Everywhere and uh, and so on. So so Hulu is is, is here to stay. I, I there hasn't been a lot of speculation yet about what this particular deal might mean for Hulu. I don't think it will mean much. Comcast would be unwise to to in any way hurt it. I think Hulu is building a brand of its own, independent of the companies that that that, that currently participate in it. So I think it, again, it will just open up uh, other horizons. And and I think thinking about the internet, uh, one of the real treasures of Comcast that a lot of people don't know about is Comcast Interactive Media. Again, they're the ones who own a lot of these Internet-based properties. It's going to be great to, to, to give them a little bit more of the limelight. Uh, NBC has been trying a lot of different digital initiatives on their own. They haven't been particularly well-organized, trying a lot of different things, a lot of different divisions of NBC. So, so give NBC credit for being proactive there, but it'll be nice to pull a lot of that stuff together, and maybe that will happen in a, in a slightly more organized fashion under Comcast. So the idea that this is a, a move that is indicative of where we are now as consumers is where we are now in the ecosystem of internet and content and distribution. And the idea that there are a lot of positives that come off of this, I guess it's really a wait and see right now as to, as to whether or not the deal is, goes through, of course. But secondly, what types of impact it will have on the industry overall. Mm-hmm. Sure. And as I said before, uh, it's fun to talk about this because they're big name firms. They're firms that don't often show up in the very same sentence. And that gives us as as academics, as consumers, as just fans of business, it gives us some entertainment value. But I think in the end, for the consumer, it really doesn't matter that much. Uh, I think that, that, that both companies will go ahead focusing on their, their core businesses in the way that they've done before. Uh, I, as I said, I, I don't necessarily see huge synergies, but I don't see a lot of uh, of, of, of bad issues either. Uh, you know, there are different corporate cultures there, and who knows how those things work out. Uh, but it'll be fun to, to wait and see and, and, and uh, how we look back at this thing uh, five or ten years from now. Will it be something we look back at like AOL, Time Warner, and you know, shake our heads? What were they thinking? Uh, or will it be a, a more productive merger that, that we all look at and say, uh, why didn't this happen sooner? Hello, this is Steve Ennin, the Managing Director of the Wharton Interactive Media Initiative. I'm here with Ken Shropshire, who is a Professor of uh, Legal Studies and Business Ethics at, at the Wharton School and also Director of uh, the Sports Business Initiative here at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. Welcome, Ken. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Steve. Uh, the uh, entire industry and certainly Philadelphia region's a buzz about the possibility of Comcast and NBC you joining in some sort of uh, endeavor going forward. And, of course, one area for us to uh, examine is the impact it might have on sports. It could give great leverage to different parties um, in the whole sports coverage and sports uh, content as consumption issue. Give us an overview, I guess, of your opinion of, of what you see in this Comcast and NBCU initiative and what that might mean to the sports economy in general. 
Sure. Well, it's potentially a huge deal. The the biggest piece that that we would feel, and as as consumers and the the business folks would would see, is the the size, and that there'd be a new competitor out there competing with ESPN. So you you then have two big sports players there. The other side of it is the added power that Comcast would have in terms of of doing deals. That it's not only their small sports franchise now with Versus and, and the Golf Channel, but they add on this this NBC piece. So they they get the Olympics for a couple of years. They get Sunday Night Football. So that that gives them a lot more leverage to say we don't really need you as as severely as we did before, and and to strike better deals. And would that have an impact, do you think, on some of the, the leagues and, and the relationship that uh, NBC currently has with different leagues at the, at the major level? I think it does. I mean, I, you know, one of the things that, that you can look at is the way that the NFL network had difficulty with Comcast in, in trying to strike the deal there. And the NFL is used to being you know, the, the 500-pound gorilla and doing transactions and when they ran up against Comcast, they weren't able to leverage their way in in the way that they traditionally are and to get a deal that is highly favorable to them. So I think this just gives more power if the deal goes through for Comcast in terms of striking deals with, with various leagues, various teams, whatever kinds of deals they choose to do out there. Would that change the sports economy? Would that, uh, would that drive prices up for player talent, tickets, users? Well, probably not in the short run. And, and you know, this, this whole – Media piece is so fluid, and it, it keeps changing, and, and who knows how long this snapshot would be there before we moved on to something else. I mean, who knew that this whole idea of, of on-demand and, and this interactive uh, options would, would be what would be driving these deals now? And, and who knew when they put these clauses in the, these contracts years ago for these kinds of rights that they hadn't even dreamed of that they'd be – something that could be monetized now. So, so we can't really be sure. In, in, in the short run, it does make, if the deal goes, goes through, Comcast a, a much more powerful player and someone that you begin to look at, not exactly in the same way that you look at ESPN, but you, you have to think of them as, as this big media player in the sports world. What does that do for the sports fan? You know, my ability to consume content that was once broadcast out, you know, ability to turn on the Olympics at any time. Do you, do you foresee any, any change in the way content is delivered? Well, that's interesting. This is where the regulators will come into play. I mean, certainly, without regulation, Comcast could think about how do we monetize this to the hilt and make money off of everything possible from uh, from the Olympics to Sunday night football to whatever else they have. But but they're, they're not going to be allowed to do that that dramatically. They certainly will make more of a, an on-demand kind of option there that, that doesn't exist for the fan that wants greater variety. So much like uh, those people that, that use DirecTV to get the games they want to get, there may be some, some broader options that are available. But I don't think it's going to be a severe monetary impact on the consumer. And the best side is it, it could provide greater options for those games that you haven't been able to see, you can't find anywhere. Uh, you've been scouring the Internet trying to find it, but, you, but you'll know that you can go to Comcast, probably have to pay for it, but it may be available. So in, in your opinion, if I can paraphrase, this could offer greater choice and, and variety to the consumer. But uh, is it possible that... 
Comcast could pull the plug on the broadcast model in general, or uh, go more to subscription. How do you see? How do you see the possibilities of their delivery system changing with some well, of this content? Sure, and in unregulated unregulated way, sure. That, that, that's certainly the kind of thing that could happen, and and this is where we will begin to see the FCC take the kinds of steps that they can take to ensure that consumers still have access. This is an ever-changing model, so we're not sure where it's going to end up. But in the end, Comcast is not going to be able to control absolutely what the outcome is going to be. So it's going to be something interesting to watch. If this deal goes through, and part of what Comcast has said is that they want to build this franchise up, they want to focus more on this sports world. So certainly there is a business theory that they have in mind, and they're going to have to deal with regulators in executing it. Now, there's the online component, of course, too. You look at something like ESPN 360, the ability to access a lot of that content. To your earlier comment about this offering a greater variety and, and greater accessibility uh, to uh, sports fans, do you see uh, anything that would uh, preclude them from moving more and more content online and, and farther and farther away from that traditional broadcast model? No, not at all. And, and I think this is a chance to have you know the version of, of Comcast 360 or, or which will have much more content than than they've been able to have with with the what they have so far. I mean, they certainly have the the various platforms where they can feed in this this new content that they could acquire. So the, so that's that's a potential big upside. The the qualifier on all this is is what kind of price Comcast would put on these things, put on access to to getting these and 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 you think about it. I mean, the other way to flip around is is to think about what can Comcast do that that NBC Universal wasn't able to do in terms of distribution, in terms of of putting things out there. And that's what that's what this deal brings. This is, in some ways, if you step back from the business standpoint, it's this is the kind of deal that people look for in terms of two parties coming together that have uh, different qualities. So so that's that's the plus. And and if it's done with the consumer in mind and Everybody deserves to to make some profit off their business model. Um, this could turn out to be to be very positive. Could be very positive. Certainly, it's uh, emblematic of a sea change in the way content and distribution are working together as we move into the new environment, interactive media environments, the multimedia environments. Can you foresee something like CBS Sports and YouTube? Anything is possible. <laughs> I mean, so you know, CBS has their own interactive model. Now, uh, and that business, you think of the, I mean, if you step back and think about who the, who the potential losers are. I mean, CBS is certainly one of the potential losers in this. Fox is one of the potential losers in this, as now ABC and, and potentially NBC will have these broader platforms. So in terms of, of networks trying to figure out what to do and, and how to scurry, you certainly have to think about you know, YouTube or anything else that's out there. Should we, be, should we think of ways to, to partner with, with other platforms that can help us to distribute what we have? All right. That's a great point. So what can CBS Sports or Fox do? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it is. You know, it, this is what's interesting about this is um, it's a great move by NBC Universal to do this, to, to partner. And if you think about it, this is a little bit of musical chairs to, to find the big partners while they're, while they're still available. So this, this, is a, this is a great move. And, and you've got to assume that CBS and Fox are, are contemplating what their move should be. And I'm not sure what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. When the sports is, is global is, and 
as it is, and the digital uh, properties are as global as they are, it gives a lot of opportunities for companies to move across platforms and also find new revenue models. As 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 people sit there and, and follow this in the news, are there a couple of issues, especially related to the, the sports business economy, that you think will be very salient um, you know, that might surface as this deal progresses, if it progresses? Well, what will become very evident is the the new monetary clout that that exists by this Comcast, NBC, Universal in terms of, of bidding for rights for. Uh, league broadcasts for Olympics, for uh, Wimbledon, for, for various sporting events. That'll be interesting to see how this enterprise will be able to compete with the ABC, ESPN behemoth that, that was so uh, it was so novel that they came in and were able to take uh, Monday Night Football and, and to, to more aggressively move in, in areas to put things on cable, on ESPN, that that we never thought would happen. So in the same way, it'll be interesting to see the power that this new enterprise could have. Good thing for the user, the viewer, the sports fan? Well, the jury's out. It, it, it could potentially be, for those of us who try to figure out where we can see that game that we want to see that, that's not broadcast locally, is this going to be another route for us to take to see the sports that we want to see? And is it going to be priced reasonably? If if the answer to those is, is positive for the consumer, then it, it can be a great deal. Ken, thanks so much for your insight. It'd be interesting for us to follow this, uh, this possible move going forward. Appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. We'll, we'll be watching. Okay. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.